0: So I thought I'd start a podcast talking about my experiences, my personal experiences as a ghost hunter, where it all began. And um, I suppose where I'm up to right now, we often focus more on the tangible stuff, the stuff that we can see, we can hear, we can, um, we have, you know, catch on camera, catch on audio. But we often forget that sometimes it's important to have the feelings and some people's feelings are quite um, justified and they're correct. And sometimes I feel that it would be nice to be able to share those feelings and share my thoughts. I suppose it all began for me when I was in the bathroom of my parents' house many years ago and... um, I looked to my right, and there was a woman standing beside me, looking out the window. And she was wearing a long cloak, and I could see she had her hood up, but I could see the side of her face. And I could see she was crying. She was a very pretty lady, just I'd say, maybe late twenties, early thirties, and um, she's very sad. And when I turned my head fully to look at her, she she vanished. So prior to that, I suppose when my parents had been buying the house my dad had brought me up there briefly to have a look at the house and they didn't have keys at the time so we were outside and he walked one way around the house and I went the other way and he came back and he found me sitting on the side of the house and I was crying and he said what's wrong and I said I don't know I have no idea I said I just got a bit emotional." So we kind of put it down to the fact that my parents were moving, even though the house they were living in didn't really have much um, meaning for me. But, uh, you know, I wasn't sad that they were leaving their house or anything. But I just put it down to the fact that they were moving. and I'd recently got married and, that you know, maybe a bit emotional, I don't know. We, years after that, then, we had people come to the door and they were descendants of the people who built the house. And they were asking us, you know, could they come in and have a look around? And my mother said, yeah, no problem. Have you any stories about the house, anything in the history or anything? And they said, well, the only story we have is that my, their, I don't know, was a great-grandfather or a great-great-grandfather, I really cannot remember. Um, His wife had been ill. Now, he... I suppose ill in those days when had a different connotation. She, he'd kept her locked up in a room upstairs, apparently. And it was a room at the back of the house overlooking the road. And neighbours used to uh, comment on how they'd seen her crying, and um, looking out the window. And I suddenly realised that was the only window where I'd seen that apparition that was the only window that was overlooking the road where you could possibly have seen anyone. So that was the very place where she used to stand and cry. So I don't know, is it just an echo of the past or what it was, but it was my feeling, it was my personal experience and it kind of validated a lot for me. Um, I suppose another time then, after my father died, I started ghost hunting. And about six months later, um, actually four or five months later, I suppose. We were in the bloody chapel in Lep Castle and we we're doing some kind of weird experiment. There were other team other teams there at the time and they wanted us to do an experiment without equipment, which we weren't very happy with, so I wasn't really interested. But um, I said we said sure yeah we take part. And the We all stood around the circle holding hands in the dark, basically. And um, mediums in the group started saying, oh, there's somebody's entered the room. Somebody, there's a ghost, a spirit has entered the room, standing over there, over there. And they were all pointing my general direction. And they turned on lights and they, they were all pointing at me then going, there's someone standing behind you. So I thought, well, okay, give it a try. Dad, if that's you, go and find my friend. And give him a poke in the ribs. Just, you know, if that is you. And seconds later, my friend roared out that someone had poked him in the ribs. And um I think for me, that was validation that my father was there. And that was probably what cemented my love for the paranormal. And why I'm not afraid of the paranormal, I suppose. Um yeah. It's hard to describe it, I suppose. I just think there is something out there. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's energy or whether it's an actual person or what it is. But I do know that it's important to me. And I do get different feelings at different times. And I will be discussing those in future podcasts. I'll be talking about going to different locations and feeling different sensations. Um, The Magdalene Laundries was a big one. Feeling sensations of someone having their hand on my belly, hands on my belly, basically examining me, um, examining my belly, basically how the, like when I was pregnant myself, and you'd go to the doctor and the doctor would just check the size of the baby and things like that, and you know, nothing personal or intimate, just basically feeling the size of the baby through your belly, and that's what I was feeling. And also, up there you'd feel, I used to feel tapping on my feet like a little child on the floor tapping at your feet um, I've been in another house where you felt I felt someone sitting behind me, a child sitting behind me kind of pushing not pushing as such but wriggling, sitting on a seat but the child coming behind me and wriggling and kind of couldn't sit still, very uncomfortable and in another place then feeling a child sit on my lap that was that was an actual actually an amazing experience to feel to feel that just reminding me my granddaughter's coming and just plumping down onto my lap and you know coming leaning back against me for cuddle and that's what i felt very much but again there was no physical manifestations there was no um actual proof that there was anybody there we did have a little handprint appear on an oven door much smaller than anybody who lived there it could make. In other words, there were no young children in the house at the time when this handprint appeared. And we had different things like little lights dropping down from the ceiling, little tiny orange clothes. We couldn't figure out, we could, I could hear soot falling down a chimney and the lady in the house said, but there is no chimney, There's there's no chimney, we don't have a fire here in this flat. And when I researched it afterwards, I found that there had been a fire in the building and that it had been reduced to ashes and there was cinders falling and there was those orange glows perhaps were, you know, cinders and bits of the fire falling. And um, again, that was not captured on camera or not, you know, there was no proof of it, but it was something I felt, something I saw. I can't really explain it I go to another place then and I get names sometimes get names i was in one place and I got the name Mary and I thought gosh Mary that's you know quite a common name there's no point mentioning Mary but it turns out Mary was the last known owner of the place when it was being used for that current that 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 previous purpose it was an old um an old mill and Water had long since been diverted, not been diverted as such. Even it was so long ago, the water had diverted itself. Even the streams had changed direction, and as they often often do. And um, I suppose they had been diverted, yeah. But the but Mary was the last owner of the place, and she'd lived there on her own. There had been another man there, whose presence you could also I could also feel. But Mary very much came through in very welcoming, I just felt very welcoming very, but thought she was very friendly chatty um, but yeah she was Mary I just kept getting this insistence that there was a Mary there and then I have another place where I feel this is Stephen but I've never been able to find anything out about him now recently new um, historical facts have come to light about the place, it's Balna Castle, County and near Dunmanway and there were the the castle was used for other things um, subsequent to it being you know, used as a castle and um, there was masses held there for many years in the top room Um, so I'm just wondering, you know, was it some I I got the feeling that Stephen was a more modern maybe back in the 50s or something modern lad but late teens, early twenties maybe and I think he died there or he had some reason for being there I don't know but if I go there I feel this is Stephen there and he has been known to light up the EMF for me and demand an awful lot and uh, I can often hear footsteps that I believe are Stephens <coughs> actually in that same castle there's <coughs> Randall Oak I believe he comes there his energy be Big ball of very powerful it's black black big black ball of energy but when i say black i don't mean harmful in any way i just mean pure energy and um again nobody else has seen this particular energy there but i really feel that he's there with me and he protects me when i'm in the castle there is another puka or something in there as well in the the guard room. And uh, the guardrobe, sorry, the the old toilet. And if I get too close to it, I start to feel extremely sick, and um, I almost threw up on my friend's shoes. The last time I went there, it ha- this happened a lot, and I didn't realise it at first. I thought it was just oh, sure. maybe too much excitement, or maybe I had too much dinner or something. But um, I realise now that no, it happens in that particular place only. And once I move away from that place, it tends to go. So it is something that affects me there. I was in another house and, again, I felt sick. I felt dizzy, sorry. I walked into a room and I felt dizzy. I turned around to one of the other lads and I said, we'll definitely have to investigate here. There's something in here. And went upstairs and there was another room where there was... I felt a bit dizzy up there as well. Now, we didn't capture anything tangible upstairs but downstairs we did get a lot of k2 hits upstairs but there were family in the house we couldn't you know rule out that it was somebody else um switching on phones or something like that so we came downstairs and um i was asking calling out and i was saying i can see lights i can see the tiny lights pinpoints of light falling just an you know, appointed pointed to the place and um we did get a voice there, we got an answer, uh, I had asked if there was anybody there, and I we did get a reply, that there was somebody there, yes, or me, I can't quite remember what it was now, but there was a voice that um, was actually answering my question, so that for me was proof that my feeling there of being dizzy wasn't, um, you know, wasn't in my head, that this was a valid feeling, that this was a valid feeling of energy I think perhaps it's just that there's a different form of energy the spirits have a different form of energy and perhaps that's what makes me feel dizzy or makes me feel sick but whatever it is it's interesting and I think it's valid and I'd like to think more about it and use it more and just maybe guide me towards where to where to investigate you know can't say that a place has a spirit but at the same time it to me it's compelling so thank you for listening and if you want to know more about our investigations you can check out my blog Paranormal Ireland it's on blogspot and I also have a book Irish Paranormal Haunts so part one and part two of that and they detail a lot of our investigations and what we did, what we heard, what we felt, what we saw. Um, So thank you again for listening and I'll talk to you soon.